so Philippians, Philippians chapter 2, 1 through 18, reading in Jesus' holy name. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in loneliness of mind let, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in, G- in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Yea, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. For the same cause also do ye rejoice and rejoice with me. Amen. Greetings of grace, mercy, and peace from God our Heavenly Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Be multiplied unto each one here today. Amen. I do cover your prayers this morning. I feel more more than other days, even even though it seems like I feel like that all the time. But I feel quite as if I have nothing to say. And yeah, there's a few verses, and and I think it isn't bad that I read the whole the whole 18 verses there, and I probably could have read the rest of the chapter as well. But just a few things that that came to me while I was reading it, and, and concerning the church, and, and what a blessed thing it is to be a part of the Christian church. Again, I, I ask for your prayers, of the, not for not for my sake, but for for all of ours, that we might be filled this morning. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. This, I believe, is Paul trying to to tell or instruct at least that the church there would be would be that way, that it would be like-minded and have that same love and be of one accord and of one mind, and it is so for us as well in the Christian church. And we know how, how much so that there are troubles in the church. There are things in the church that that do not line up with Scripture. And, and, and some might follow that and some might go the way that it doesn't follow Scripture. 
and it is an instruction to each of us to, to hold to that truth that we might have that one accord and one mind but I think the thing when I read this that struck out so much for me is when you are following that truth and you are in uh, a child of God and following Christ and His Word what a joy it is to be able to know that you are part of that family of God And I think the thing that that came to me just I mean this this happens often I suppose to if you if you travel and and and, and hear others that, that speak the truth but I was thinking of we were down in in Washington there for the Washington for the conventions and I don't mean to, to bring out any person as being any 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 better than anyone else I, I, I'm not doing that at all I'm not saying I, I don't need to say anything about that but the beautiful thing the one instance that, that brought me joy in that sense of being of one accord and of one mind is, and I'm, there, there are a few here that, that were there also, and I'm sure I, I, I'm not the only one. But there was a, a service, a sermon by Ken Helms, who was originally from Washington himself, but, but has been living in, in Helsinki for, I'm not even sure how long, and I know some of you probably know a lot more about that than I do. It's not, doesn't really matter. But the amazing thing that, that, that was so beautiful to me that he spoke three times I guess he was the, the visiting minister at the convention I didn't quite catch the, the second service for reasons that Mike went out I'm sure a lot of us might have missed the second service of his but that third third sermon he gave was so beautiful and such a full telling of what God has done for us and what we are to do for others and what our what our commission or our job here if you want to put it that way here is on, on earth in this life And I think the thing that, that was so beautiful to me, and I mentioned it to Tannis afterwards, is how true, and I don't know, I mean, maybe I don't think that it's just because it, 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 it agreed with me because nothing of, of this, of this gospel message of this of this word agrees with this flesh there's no no pride in 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 finding um anything in common with someone that i might oh well good there's chalk up another one that believes the exact same thing as me it was more the fact that 
and again, I'm not saying anything about about Ken to build him up in any way, but the fact that there's someone who lives that far away, and I have never I've never spoke to him, and I've never made sure that okay we. What do we think about this verse, and what do we think about this verse? That we might be in agreement. And maybe it, my, what I believe, how, how fully it, it... I can't even think of words right now. How fully it lined up. But with that, with with what I know of what God has shown me and has shown us, and how is it that that someone we've never talked to and, and never shared notes with can think the exact same? I don't want to say even think that he can believe the exact same thing that I believe or that you believe it shows how much God loves us and how much he wants his truth to be spoken and how much that truth will remain steadfast regardless of of, of who is reading it if he if he reveals this word unto somebody in Libya right now, reveals that true word, reveals Christ unto someone in Libya, it would be the exact same thing that I believe. What a beautiful thing that is. When I know, and I'm, I, I don't want to say anything look down on, on anyone else it is only it is only by God's God's grace that any of us believe this truth and see this word for who it is for what it is but I think so often about how in so many other places where where we I hear some Christian ideas, it always seems as if there's trying to be some new 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 revelation. And sadly there's often even so much revelation outside of this word that I don't understand that. I don't even know why I brought that up, but it is that way that there there seems to be so much that the the this this man wants to serve God. I believe. I don't believe that these people are, are are going about trying to trying to bring about destruction. We know that it says that there would be many in those in that day that would be saying, "Haven't we?" cast out devils in thy name and done many things in thy name and, and, and Jesus would tell them to depart from him I believe there's many out there who, who believe they believe the truth but there is such a hunger in the world for to have something exciting and to have something new and to have something fresh God's word says that he is, saint, is the same today, yesterday, t- today, and forever. We need not look anywhere else. And there is much looking out there for, for, for something new and new revelation. And there is never going to be a satisfying of that thirst. That thirst for something, something else. There is a satisfying when you hear that 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 true message of 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 Christ's work done here on earth.
God. It was so so beautiful that we can we can be a part of that and know that we are a part of that that family of God. And it's always been such a nice thing for me growing up that it seems like we can go across this country and across the states and stop in and a home of, of someone in the church and how much it feels like home because they, we know that they believe the same thing and not because we have shared notes like I said it's not because we just this person goes to the apostolic Lutheran church that's not why it's because that they know without having to to, to ask us or, or us ask them what exactly they believe but in conversation we can know that that they believe the same thing and that is only because of God bringing each of them into that fold. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. (coughs) I think these verses popped out to me even the more just last night and this morning in reading them. Tannis and I went out to the mountains yesterday and, and I didn't even realize that but I had one of Uncle Uncle Dick's sermon on sermons on my phone. I don't know how long ago it was taken off a tape. And he was reading in Ephesians just about the, the the role of the, the the wife and the husband and the and the children and, and the father and, and Christ and the church. And even though I, I know from hearing that message many times throughout life That even though that that wife is in subjection to the husband, that doesn't mean that that husband exalts himself or brings himself up any higher or demands that that wife be a slave, I guess, to put it quickly. But I don't know why it just struck me when he said it Yesterday when I heard it that when that husband is in that position and he is that head of that household, that doesn't mean that he is again like a dominant slave driver. I don't know how else to put it bluntly and quickly. I suppose that works that he demands everything of everybody else but quite the contrary that the, even though that man that man is that the head of that household 
he is the servant to the rest of that household. And I think that is you will, you will find it that way when you when and not always there is still this this flesh that always wants to draw us away and to want to, wants to let us go about our own whims. But it is that way, I believe. I think even of my own father, and I know so many of you. Don't know my father. his flesh and yes he is the way he is and yes I am the way I am but he was still always a servant even uh, to the rest of his household in the head of that household but that flesh is is, is something that, that is with us and, and we forgive because Christ forgives it and Christ forgives us God forgives us through Christ but it struck me so much how, how that 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 father becomes that servant. He almost becomes the lowest. Not the lowest. I don't know how. I mean, I, I believe you know know what I what I'm saying. I hope so, anyway. And when we read these verses here, and we know how Christ is that bridegroom of the church, and how much he becomes our servant. And how low he has become for us. He is that, that, that groom, that head of that household, that household being his church. And yes, as it says here, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And it is that way, and it is well that it is that way, and it is perfect. It is He is one part of that triune God. He is our, our Lord and our Savior, and, and, and our all in all. And uh, there, is no, there is no bringing Him down any lower than that in our eyes. But he himself, for us, brought himself down, as we should also bring ourselves down for each other. As it says there, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And it goes on there, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And humbled himself unto that death. How much more of a servant can you get? And it instructs us there that there would be no greater deed. That we would be able to put our life 
to give our life up for somebody else. And we kind of, I kind of think of myself, how on earth can I do that? I can't do that. I can't. I mean, I guess I could, I could jump in front of a, a bullet for somebody else, but I mean, maybe, maybe we can do that. And if that is, if that is something that, that comes up in our life, and, and for, for whatever purpose, if I am in a, if I am in a right place, and that is the way that I should go, I, I would be thankful that I would be able to, to do that, not, not that I would say, well, be led on in, 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 uh, whatever small, spectrum of history that I would be of someone that saved this person and be a hero but that I would be able to gain that reward but if it might be so that I would do that if I if that situation ever arose and, and if I was in the right place I would be happy to go on to my reward and if that other person that I was able to save still had had to find Jesus and if it might bring him there, that's not, not anything, and I don't know if I need to think too much about that. Like I said, it is hard other than that, it's a situation like that, for me to come up with anything that I would be able to put my life down for anybody else. There is nothing that I can do spiritually other than to, to preach this word. To everyone that I, that I, that everyone that I can. Because Christ has already put His life down for everyone. There is nothing else that I can do in that regard other than to tell what He has already done. And yes, that is, that is our, our, our commission. That is our, our purpose in life. Think of that verse that can't think exactly. I mean, I, that those that, there are many who will be who are last shall be first, and many who are first shall be last, or the other way around, or, or so on. That and I I don't know why it just this word is that way that. That it is it is in God's time, and that some things stand out to us or are revealed unto us. It's not not by our attempt or not by our reading it multiple times that it comes to us. But those verses so often about that those who will be first shall be last, and those who are last shall be first. I don't know why I never thought of it until I read this verse here. I don't ever thought of it in, in terms of thinking of Christ being included there also. I always think of it in terms of, in terms of us here, men, that we would do God's will by what strength He is giving us. read these verses here concerning Christ truly nobody has become more in last place than Christ Jesus and he became last place because all of us deserved last place no one has ever gone lower or become less of anything else than anyone else than Jesus Christ. And if God's word is true, which we know it absolutely is, that the last shall be first and the first shall be last, it works out perfectly that Jesus Christ had to become last in our place. 
because of that he became first. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name. I hope it doesn't sound like I'm saying, like what I'm saying now. Bringing Jesus to our, as if he was just another man and, and, and God gave him this. I don't want to put us on any on any level with with Jesus, but He did bring Himself down to do that for us, that we wouldn't have to do that. Because if we had to do that, there would be no there would be no resurrection for us. And how sad it is that that, that gift has been so freely given. And in that day, whether we are, we have already passed on to the grave or are still here, that we will rise with Him. That work has been done. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And it's just such a valuable lesson in how, how much God puts throughout this word so many times and how often it seems that we still forget it. We're like those, we're like little kids so often and I mean not even little kids, even adults. How much we need to be taught that same lesson over and over and over again. How many times, and how many times as boys we went out to catch a, catch a heifer to try to ride it around the barnyard and every time it would get away from us and we'd be chasing that thing for hours and eventually have to go and ask grandpa and my dad for help and then we'd get a balling out by both of them and you'd think one once would be enough but I don't know how many times we tried to do that we had to keep being taught that lesson that that's not something that we should be doing Which is concerning that thirteenth verse, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It is nothing of ourselves. And how easy it is to think sometimes how much in this life something is of ourselves, and to even think in a in a spot in a position like this. Or to think maybe even in a, in, a, in a minor sense, like oh, at least I, I I made a paycheck this week, or at least I, I kept myself healthy this week. How inconsequential those things are, even. But even those things are not of ourselves; those are of God's good will, and by His grace and His care that He takes care of us. But more so for even, like I was, I was saying, in a position like this, that we might be able to think, oh, good for me that I was able to, to stand out there one more week and to come up with something that I might say it and have words to say and to fill the time. It is not, not of me. And even so more, Sometimes there, there I've, I've heard of, of talk this way that oh how many people have we have we brought to Christ oh I, that I have saved and we might keep a, a tally and I've saved and well I've I've talked to five or ten people and and three of them have become become Christians. So at least God will see that and think, oh, that good thing that I have done this work, that I have, I have done something. 
none of that is of our own work. There is nothing in that regard, absolutely nothing in that regard that we can do of ourselves to bring anyone Orton well. No, there is nothing of, of ourselves that we can do to bring anyone to Christ. It is all by God's grace and by God's mercy that we are given the strength to speak. It is by God's grace and God's mercy that we are given the words to say something, to speak that truth. It is by God's grace and God's mercy that that seed would grow in that person, that they might become to seed Christ Jesus, as you and I know Christ Jesus. It is God that worketh that work. It is nothing of ourselves. There is nothing that we could do. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. How hard that seems to be for me. As I've said before many times, it seems so often now, how on earth would I be seen as a light in this world? And yet I also believe that is that is that liar, that devil that that puts that in us, puts those doubts in us, in order to say to tell us that we are the worst sinners and the worst worst everything that there is no way that we could be a light in this world. And it works. It works for the. I know. I know. But I'm not the only, only human here. And I believe I know you know that it works as well because it, it, that that lie brings us away from God. It, it brings us into into a a bit of a depression. It does for me at least. And so you say to yourself, or that liar says to us that that we are not worthy of God. That we are not, we are no different than that crooked and perverse nation. We fit right in there. And you kind of say to yourself, well yeah, I guess that's probably true. And more and more, and pray for those that are, that are feeling that and pray, pray in that time for yourself. That God would give you strength to believe. that you would not grab on to that line and let it pull you further away. It is easy to get pulled further away. That you might think, well, yeah, I'm not worth much. I'm not not a good person. I guess I, I don't know if I need to go to Sunday. It doesn't really seem to do anything anyway. You don't need to go to church this week. What good is it? What is it good is it doing? What good am I doing for it or it doing for me if I'm such a... A low person anyway. But we have that strength. He says in that next verse, holding forth the word of life. That strength again is, is not of ourselves, it is of, it is of God. And that word of life says that we should hold it, but it also goes before us for us. Christ Jesus goes before us in this world for us. And we can hold that hold that ahead and, and, and so much so you like you see those thinking of that, that candle in the bushel. You don't hide that candle. And I even think of a, a picture of of this as as the 
when you're going out in, in the night in the dark and you have your, a, a lantern or a flashlight or whatever, that light goes before you. You don't go in those places that that light doesn't shine. You go, you go there once that that light is there. And truly this whole world, this whole earth, this life here while we are here is that crooked and perverse nation. There is nowhere we can go in this world, and I'm not saying in natural, naturally speaking, this world can be a beautiful place. Even just being in the mountains yesterday, we can see God's handiwork everywhere. But this world, and, and man and flesh, is a, is a dark, and a, a, an absolute dark place. But if you hold that word, that, that word of life before you, it will light the way it has already gone through all of that darkness. Christ Jesus has already cut through all that darkness with his light. And if you turn that light away from that darkness, that darkness will take that over again. This, if you, if you, if you forsake that light or forget that you have that power, that light with you, it is not hard for that darkness to come back over top of you. Hold that light, let that light shine, as it says, and we are lights in this world only because Christ dwells and lives within us. And it says there that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Do not let that light go out. Do not put that light down. Hold on to that light and let it go before you. You do not want it to be at the end of this life and it and to have let that light gone down or to put it out and say, well, I can get through this darkness just by feeling and by, and by stumbling. You do not want to have run this, this race in vain and to have, have, have lost that reward that you could have received if you had kept that light before you. It is a, it is a, a a difficult thing once you are in this in this fold and I can't think of the words but I, I, I know this think of the sentiment I don't know why I should I bring it up before I know the words but in that song farther along and I can't even think of the words but I, I'll, I'll try to come up with, a, with what it says there. That how is it? It seems so often for us that we have such a hard, a hard struggle here, and it seems that so many wicked people, and it seems harsh in our, in our terms, to think of other people as being wicked just by not be, being believers. And we don't look look down on people. They are they are no less than we are. We all we are we are sinners just as they are. But we are sinners saved by grace. But that song says how how, how is it that it seems that there are those who who do not follow Christ and those who live live even wicked lives. And it seems like life is so easy for them. And it seems so hard for us, and that that someday we'll, we'll understand why that is. But but it is that way that the, when you're in, living in that darkness, and you do not really—I don't think they really—I mean, many of the this world—I don't think they even realize that they're living in that darkness. They're they are comfortable in that darkness. And it is that way that it might seem like, oh, they, they have a, a fairly easy life and they don't seem to be too stressed or, or, or to have be bothered by this sin as much. Or at all. They would not be bothered by this sin. Because they love, they love that darkness. This flesh loves that darkness. Our flesh even loves that darkness. 
as I say, and I think that in that that just that picture in my head that the, that darkness is still all around us. That the, the part that is lit is 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 going before us through that darkness. But once we have become a child of God, and we know what has been done for us. We know that Christ has shed his blood for us and our sins are forgiven and we have become joint heirs with him. It is hard for us to to be comfortable and to see through that darkness or to be comfortable in that darkness. I think almost be thankful for that. Be thankful that you that you are are having a, a, a struggle in this life. This life is a struggle. This flesh is constantly at battle with this word. But as long as we hold that light in front of us, that word of life, it's like having a, a, a bodyguard almost going through through darkness. Having Jesus Christ walking before us. And it may seem like, oh, he can walk in front of me, but there's three other sides that he, that he still can't cover sometimes, it seems. That is the way it is with this flesh. It is, it is difficult to, to, it is impossible. To follow fully God's will, but by His grace, we will have that strength and that, and that hold on to knowing that Christ, that Word of Life, goes before us and goes lights up that darkness. It's something that we cannot do. In Jesus' name, Amen. Shall we receive the benediction? May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you.